All right, folks, it's that time. It's the Buckeye Blitz. I am Tito, Jeff Thidall. Follow me on the X at Fit Happens. And uh, you can also go fansreesports.com. Go to our website. Download the app, too. It's a free app um, for Apple and Android, both. Uh, go to Fantasy Sports app. Get that one. It's free. Like I said, you can list all of our round-the-clock programming we have. We have so many great shows on uh, right now. And uh, so check that out as well. Also, the Facebook group, <clears throat> the Fantasy Sports Facebook group. Um, go check that out as well on Facebook. And you can interact with some of the hosts and other fans as well. So lots to get into today. Um, we are up Fantasy Sports. We're powered by DSP Media. But we are on Fantasy Sports right now, Buckeye Blitz. All right. The football team deserved a bye after that win over Notre Dame. What a great win for the Buckeyes there um, as far as uh, getting this touchdown there at the very end. Nice win for Ryan Day. And I know there was a lot of <clears throat> stuff being said by Lou Holtz before the game, Lou Holtz after the game, Desmond Howard after the game, Brady Quinn, all these guys piling on Ryan Day about the, what he said, how he first said, you know, who, where's Lou Holtz now is kind of what he said after the game ended. So Lou Holtz made some stupid comments questioning Ohio State's toughness, and Ryan Day responded. And then Holtz, uh, Brady Quinn and Desmond Howard both were like defending, like, hey, why go after Lou Holtz? Well, why did Lou Holtz go after Ohio State? Why did Lou Holtz go after uh, the Ohio State football team's toughness? That's the part that bothers me. Brady Quinn and Desmond Howard both defended this and said, hey, you know what? It's for TV. Well, if it's for TV, then don't tell me it's factual because Lou Holtz said some dumb stuff. He said Ryan Day was 0-2 against Michigan. Not true, one and two, and would have been two and two, but Michigan wussed out of the game during the COVID year. So, nonetheless, okay, let's move on from that. Um, Ohio State now on Saturday, homecoming game. They take on Maryland. It's the big noon kickoff on Fox, and um, the, the Buckeyes are playing undefeated Maryland. What's interesting, too, is that um, this is something happening right now for the first time in 83 years where Ohio State is starting the season with five consecutive opponents. That are undefeated. Think about it. Indiana was undefeated when they played them first game of the year. Youngstown State was 1-0. West Kentucky was undefeated. Notre Dame was undefeated. And now Maryland comes in. Maryland almost in the top 25, just outside. And it's going to pre- uh, present an interesting matchup for Ohio State. Um, uh, look, Maryland's got a great offense. The best offense Ohio State's played so far. And that's the part that's going to be interesting for them. Um, that they've got to – it's going to be a big challenge for Jim Knowles' defense. And the defense so far, uh, to Eli Tagovailoa, the, the quarterback for Maryland, is going to be a test for them. They, they move the ball really well. They haven't played anybody yet, but still, it will be the most challenging thing. So uh, Jim Knowles, Ohio State defense, has done a great job so far this year. They are one of, I think, only three teams, if I'm not mistaken, to not allow a play of more than 40 yards, offensive play against them for more than 40 yards. Think about that last year now where Ohio State was at we saw them give up big plays early on to Toledo, to Notre Dame. Obviously, later on in the season to Michigan and Georgia, no slouch on offenses there. But Ohio State did give up a lot of big plays last year. This year, they're not doing it. It's been great. Um, they are uh, giving up 35.7% third down conversion rate and uh, 33.3% on fourth down. A lot of teams go for it on fourth down and short now. Ohio State's done a great job in stopping teams there. The explosive plays things, that's where – it really comes into play for Ohio State's defense. If you remember correctly, the weakness when Jim Knowles came over from Oklahoma State, one of the re- one of the things he said was this defense he runs is susceptible to giving up big plays. So it's going to happen. You have to manage them and try to limit when they're touchdowns and try to hold them to field goals or potentially punting later on or forcing a turnover. This year's team is not doing that. 
So um, the defense has been I don't, defense been carrying this team. The offense has been great, but I'm saying the defense though is better than it was last year. And last year was damn good, at least until the Michigan game and then the uh, the Georgia game, which Georgia scored on everybody last year. Offensively, Ohio State. One of the things Ryan Day talked about was they have to do better on third down. And um, when they are when it's third and two or less. The Buckeyes are only 5 of 11 converting third downs. Now, 11 times in four games where they um, uh, where they have a – only 11 times four games they have a third and two or less, that's a low number. Ohio State usually gets the first down, gets going, scores touchdowns, whatnot. So um, that, that'll be a key for this game, though, is Ohio State, how well they convert on third down and short and how much they limit the big plays from Maryland. Maryland's going to try to throw the ball a lot. Like I say, Tugavaloa is a great quarterback for them and a tremendous weapon. Maryland's got great receivers as well. So, look, it's not going to be a walk in the park, but Ohio State's defense will be tested more on Saturday than they've been tested so far this year in any game. That includes Western Kentucky. That obviously includes Notre Dame as well. They'll be tested more by Maryland. Luckily, the game's in the horseshoe. Noon kickoff. Can't wait to see what happens there. Um, there will be um, some of the recruiting news, by the way. Um, Ohio State, the um, the number forty third best receiver in the class, DZ Jones, a six foot one hundred eighty pound guy from New Jersey. Um, he is. They've offered him a, cl- a scholarship from the class of twenty twenty five, and we'll see what happens with that. Heartline usually gets the guys he wants, and so I'm anxious to see what happens there. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Nathaniel Marshall, who's the um, number eighty eight player nationally in the twenty twenty five class, he's got Ohio State listed among the ones that he um, is considering as far as where he's going to head next. So that's good for him. Defensive lineman, he's 6'4", again, 265. He's a beast. He's really good. Also, four-star Reggie Powers. He committed to Michigan State before he's from Centerville, Ohio. He is someone else who uh, is on Ohio State's radar. He decommitted from Michigan State, class of 2024. All the drama going on at Michigan State, you're going to see more guys decommit as well. But Reggie Powers, a four-star safety, he has decommitted from them. And so... Uh, he is the 36th best safety in the class, according to 24-7 sports, and the number 396 player nationally. Not quite the level of player Ohio State normally goes after, but nonetheless, it'd be a good get if Ohio State can grab him. We'll keep an eye on that one as well. All right, other big news from the, Ohio, from the uh, Big Ten in football. Yesterday, uh, Thursday, I should say, this is Friday, I'm recording this. On Thursday, the Big Ten came out with their non-conference opponents, or sorry, their conference opponents for the next five years 2024 to 2028 when the big 10 expands by adding usc and adding ucla washington and oregon so uh the opponents the next five years 2024 ohio state's home opponents are going to be it's all big 10 schools uh, traditional big 10 schools i should say um except for one but in 2024 they get indiana iowa michigan nebraska and purdue at home on the road, Michigan State, Northwestern, at Penn State, at Oregon. What you're going to see, the theme on this, as I go through these years, 2024 to 2028, you're going to see Ohio State's facing a much tougher schedule than they have in years past. Just because adding these schools in makes it, uh, you know, there's more opportunities for Ohio State to have to play tough opponents at home and on the road. So 2024, Michigan's home, and also on the road, you got Oregon and Penn State. Then we get to 2025. And right now, as it stands, Ohio State is scheduled to host Texas in 2025. Among the other schools they'll host, Minnesota, Penn State, Rutgers, UCLA. So UCLA and Texas, both here in Columbus. On the road, Ohio State's going to have to face Illinois, Michigan, Purdue, 
Washington and Wisconsin. So you're looking at a much tougher road schedule at Washington, at Wisconsin, at Michigan. Not an easy trail, not to mention home against Texas, home against UCLA. 2025 is going to be tough. We go to 2026 now, even tougher for their schedule. They are hosting Illinois, Maryland, Michigan, Northwestern, Oregon. Michigan and Oregon, the two big ones at home in 2026. On the road, they are at Texas in a non-conference game at Indiana, at Iowa, at Nebraska, at USC. So 2026, and this is what I love about the new 12-team CFP and the expanded Big Ten. 2026's schedule includes Michigan here, Oregon here, at Texas, at USC. That's going to be a really tough schedule for Ohio State. Now look at 2027, hold my beer. Alabama at home, Michigan State at home, Purdue, Nebraska, USC. Alabama and USC, 2027, both in Columbus. On the road, they got to play at Michigan, at Minnesota, at Northwestern, at Rutgers, at Oregon. The 2027 schedule of Alabama and USC here, Michigan and Oregon on the road. 2028, Michigan's here, Washington's here, Wisconsin's here in 28, but they play at Alabama, at Penn State, at UCLA. So this is one of the great things about this new 12-team CFP is you can absorb a loss or two and still get in. So um, can't wait for the schedule to come out. I don't know if Ohio State's going to stay. If the Big Ten will stay at 18 teams. I'm glad they came out with this, though. The only rival they have every year is still Michigan, but Penn State's on the schedule a couple years. And so uh, the Buckeyes, though, it'll be a lot of fun to see how they do against these teams. Again, I, I've said this before. I think we are done seeing undefeated teams in college football just because of how tough adding Texas and Oklahoma over to the SEC is going to make it tougher, even tougher to go undefeated in the SEC. Same thing in the Big Ten when you had USC and Oregon and even Washington UCLA, a couple of sneaky good teams. And you've got a lot of, uh, in addition to having uh, you know Michigan and having Penn State, having Wisconsin now with Luke Fickle, having Nebraska with Matt Rule, it's a much tougher Big Ten than it was a couple of years ago. Let's transition to basketball. I uh, recently spoke with Chris Holtman. Uh, the head basketball coach for Ohio State, he stated that last year was his most difficult coaching year. Ohio State had that big run where they were losing a lot of games. They lost some close games. The North Carolina game was a heartbreaker. The Purdue game was terrible as far as losing that one the way they did. And they spiraled out to where the point they were. The only way they get to the, the NCAA tournament is if they win the Big Ten tournament. When they, they certainly had a great showing there. Holtman, though, I asked him, what was different about this year? What what does this team have this year that last year's team didn't have? And I wanted to get the answer from like what was what we should look forward to. And what he said was interesting to me. He said we know more about our team this year going in than we knew last year. Now Ohio State last year, Bryce Sensabaugh obviously had him, uh, but it's he said we have more knowledge of where we're at and what our personnel is. The way Ohio State finished last year, they've got another got several. Uh, big-time players coming in. But looking at Ohio State's schedule, it's going to be difficult early on. Texas a and their second regular season game of the year um, over at Value City Arena at the shot. So but he said that it's, it just has a better idea of where the team is at. They finished strong last year. They've got the charity exhibition um, against Dayton coming up. I October 22nd is that one. And then they get Oakland, Michigan to start their season before they play Texas A&M. The uh, preseason power rankings that came out from on three has Ohio State as the fourth best team in the Big Ten this year behind Michigan State, Purdue, and Illinois, ahead of Wisconsin, Maryland, Indiana going there. So um, I I think that the, the Buckeyes are going to be a big, uh, I'm sorry, national 
a, a um, NCAA tournament team this year. I do believe that. I think Colton's got them going in the right direction. I love the talent they have coming in, the guys they have coming back that, sh- that really had a decent end to last season. So the Ohio State Buckeyes men basketball team is uh, should be I, – I believe they will be in the NCAA tournament this year, which would be great for them. All right, let's now talk about the women's side of things with basketball. And they are second according to the media – poll that went out. Um, I'm sorry, they were second according to the coaches poll behind Iowa, which understandably, Caitlin Clark, Iowa's great, and uh, third behind Iowa and Indiana according to the media poll. Maryland is fourth. And so, uh, Cody McMahon and J.C. Sheldon were both on the preseason all-conference teams. Cody McMahon going to be a sophomore. This year going to be great. J.C. Sheldon, if she can stay healthy, will be huge for that team as well. So, um, Sheldon was, last year, Sheldon was a unanimous selection on the preseason conference teams, along there with Caitlin Clark. Um, Sheldon averaged uh, 16 points and six steals per game in the first five games of the season, and then she got hurt after that, came back in the Big Ten tournament and did well there. NCAA tournament, she averaged 17 points, almost six rebounds, five assists, and over two steals a game, and she had that that game-winning shot against North Carolina in the, in the NCAA tournament. So, um, you've got uh, Cody McMahon, you got Jay Sheldon there. You also are adding in uh, Taylor Theory, who is the came from Duke, Texas before that, but she is uh, she was a National Defensive Player of the Year finalist and also the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. This Ohio State team um, with Coach Kevin McGuff is going to be scary this year. They are a number one seed in the most recent bracketology that came out on ESPN, and so um, it's going to be a fun season for them, and they're going to play. 40 minutes of hell. It's the old Nolan Richardson, Arkansas style of defense. They're going to press, 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 and they're going to make teams uncomfortable. Can't wait to watch this team. I'm telling you, if you haven't been to an Ohio State women's basketball game, go check them out this year. You will be thoroughly entertained. They're fun to watch. They play well together as a team. Cody Mann is a generational talent for Ohio State. She's only going to get better, and she was great last year as a freshman. So uh, you got to watch that with Ohio State, the women's team. They are going to um, – their home opener is against uh, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis, Uwe Pui would call them. They also play Boston College. Um, they've got uh, UCLA this year. That game will be on FS1. Um, that game is on Monday, December 18th. So the Ohio State women's basketball schedule, it's going to be a tough schedule. They're playing at Tennessee this year. I know Tennessee is not the Pat Summit level Tennessee they were at, but nonetheless – Going to play um, in Knoxville is a tough, tough game. Tennessee will be a quality opponent. Ohio State's got a lot of – they play USC this year also out Las Vegas. This Ohio State women's team, Kevin McGuff, has set them up to play a tough schedule to get ready for the postseason. And like I said, they should be a number one seed, get to host a couple games, should have an easy road into the Sweet 16. We'll get Kevin McGuff's thoughts on this later on, though. But that's where the women's basketball team is right now. Uh, They will – um, also play on December 30th, by the way, at Michigan. That will be a noon game on Fox. Can't wait to watch this women's team. I'm telling you, they're a lot of fun. All right, a lot of information there. I will close out with this. Ohio State, Maryland. Um, I think Ohio State wins by at least 20 points on Saturday. It'll be like, I think that, I think Ryan Day wants to send a message when he's playing these Big Ten teams now. He's got this passion and fire now that maybe we haven't seen in the general public before. He's had it behind the scenes, but he certainly is fired up about this team this year. 
And I think he is going to have a checklist of what he wants to do. I see a 20-point win here. I think Ohio State's going to have the foot to the gas pedal the entire time. Maryland will be a tough matchup for Ohio State, but I think the Buckeyes will get to a point where they'll be ahead by so much that they know what Maryland's going to be able to do, and they will be able to stop them. So can't wait to see the defense playing on Saturday against Maryland. Again, noon kickoff for that one. And then uh, after that, Ohio State's got Purdue, and that game will be a Peacock game only when the Buckeyes play them. That's it for today's uh, Buckeye Blitz. Thanks so much for spending time with me here. Follow me on the X. I am at Fit Happens There is where you can follow me. And uh, go download the app, the Fan Sports app. Great programming on there as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon.